Rabbi Scheiman, is there anything more beautiful than open water rushing over the rocks? <laughs> it's the only reason I live through the dry summer. To see all the stream beds running, the cisterns full. Here, let me fill your flask with the water, Rabbi Esdras. No, Rabbi Scheiman, I will not drink it. Why not? We've walked a good way and the day is hot enough. Aren't you thirsty? Rabbi Scheiman, upstream from here, this stream passes through a graveyard filled with the bodies of the dead. The water comes from the soil of graves. To drink it is corruption, however clean the water seems to be. If we can't drink, why did you bring me here? The law is the bed of the stream, and Israel is the river rushing through it. It is not for us to say whether the stream will flow or not, for God chose his people. But it is our task to keep the river pure. Ah, Jesus. He is polluting the stream of Israel. Uh, he's too clever by far. Who can catch him in an open blasphemy? The devil is also clever. But Satan was strong when Joshua brought Israel into the land of promise, and God also commanded him to root out all corruption. He destroyed the cities of the idolaters. And he killed the men and the women and the children and all the animals, so that there would be no corruption in Israel. Yet not all, for the people of Israel grew lazy and left too many of the Canaanites alive. And the corruption grew and spread until Israel worshipped idols and forgot the Lord. And Jesus? We must destroy him like a diseased tree and burn every shred of his doctrine. <laughs> but it is not enough to cut down the tree, for the poison will stay in the stump and it will send up new shoots. Are you saying that we must kill Jesus himself? God will judge us by how well we kept our stewardship. Our duty is to purify Israel and uphold Torah. How can we pretend we're doing that when Jesus goes about saying the Torah was made for man, that the laws are meant to free and not bind us? How can we be God's servants if we insist on being free? He understands nothing of Torah, yet I would never touch a hair of his head for his doctrines. Then why? Because the people believe him. That cannot be born. When should we do it? You make sure it is done. I care nothing for when or how, except for this. No man should know it was our desire that he should die they would misunderstand. They would not know that it is only at certain times and great need that a man of God may kill. They would think he had violated the law. I understand. And it must be done soon. For Israel cannot bear his presence here any longer. If Israel tolerates Jesus of Nazareth, how are we better than those who tolerated Moloch and bowed down before Baal and embraced Astarte in the groves? Here 
pool of Siloam. This is where he healed the man who was born without eyes. Will there be another miracle today? Oh no, Jesus of Nazareth isn't here. He's the one who performed the miracle. If it's the man who made the miracle, why do the people come to the place? <laughs> you don't understand. Or perhaps you understand too well. We come to the place because we live our lives, David, and we keep the law. We say the prayers, we make the sacrifices, and yet we never see the hand of God in anything. We come to places where his hand has indeed been seen so that we can remember. They say a woman was healed by touching Jesus' robe. Yes. Then perhaps there is power in things that he has touched. Or perhaps there's power in their faith. Look at the tower there, where Pilate is building the aqueduct. He stole the Gorbin money from the temple, the gifts of inheritance, to build that. But do you think the men working on it there will be punished for having touched something built by an evil man? That wouldn't be fair. But look, Father, look! The stone in the center of It's slipping! Get down! Get out of the tower! Get down! Father! Come back, Father! Good Father! Remember me. Father! Father! God in heaven, how could you take him? Peace be unto you, Rabbi Shimon. My master, Rabbi Nathan, will be delighted to see you. Is it my beloved teacher, Rabbi Shimon? <laughs> my peace be unto you, Rabbi Shimon. Come in, come in. Well, I am in, I think. And peace be unto you, Nathan. And you, no idea. For the servant is no less beloved than his master. What brings you to my house? If you had summoned me, I would have come to you. I come on the errand of Rabbi Esdras. His name be blessed. I have heard that Jesus agreed to come dine at your house. Yes, I'm bringing together some of my best students to question him and expose him for what he is. A magician who lies to the ignorant and the poor, who sees upon any excuse to... Uh, question him? And don't you think he's been questioned before? I suppose he has. All the same, yes, do it. Question him. But have you chosen the day of the feast? No, not yet. Then let it be a day of my choosing. Uh, why? Rabbi Ezra's fears for the people of Israel. If they reject Torah, God will reject them. It is the greatest fear of my heart. You do not rid your orchard of the blight by picking the rotten fruit. You cut down and burn the rotten trees, root and branch. Indeed. We will tell you the time when Jesus must come and the time when you must end your feast. And? And no blood will be spilt inside your house, for your duties as a host are sacred. As long as it is understood that a guest is safe in my house, it is no affair of mine what happens afterward. But uh, who will do it? There is a zealous young student of Rabbi Sholem named... Uh, Yeshua. Oh, you know him. Uh, that's a bit of the avenging angel in his heart. 
<laughs> avenging angel. Yes, that's what he will be. There is no greater injury to Israel than that which Jesus is causing, and God will be avenged. soldiers are coming. What's that to us? We're here at the temple to offer sacrifice. I'm not afraid of Rome any more than Judas of Galilee feared their power. Hurry and leave the temple. Oh, in the name of heaven, your Judas of Galilee died 25 years ago. Don't die for him now. If we die, we die for Torah, not for any man. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord oh. is... In the name of Pontius Pilate, I arrest you as traitors and rebels against the power of Rome. <laughs> what is Rome before the might of the Lord God of Israel? Seize them! How the mighty rage at the goodness of the Lord God of Israel. Hear, O Israel, Hear, o Israel. the Lord our God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. O God, see how I mingle my blood with my sacrifice! Butcher? Yes, butcher. That's finished. All of you leave this place or you'll meet the same fate. It's finished. God will destroy you, butchers. You will surely die. The master is a long time at his prayers tonight, isn't he, James? Perhaps because he not only speaks, but also must listen to the answers. Have you seen Judas Iscariot's new cloak? Louder, John. Peter's asleep, I think. Uh, what? Are you talking to me? I said, have you seen Judas Iscariot's new cloak? Of course. It's rather fine, I thought. I was wondering how he got the money to buy such a thing. It's none of my business. It is if it's your money. I don't have any money, John. My wife has money to care for the family while I'm away. The master has money to care for the poor. You know what I mean, Peter. I think Judas has been stealing from the purse we all share. Oh, that's between him and the master. It's none of my business. He might have had the master's permission, you know. We all live from that money. Yes, and we all live from the mercy of God. Don't pretend to be so pious, Peter. You know we all eat bread that's made of flour that's bought with the money from the purse Judas carries. Yes, and you wish you had a fine new cloak, too? Yes. If anyone has something fine, we all should. Why, even the master has nothing so fine. Yes, but Judas' old cloak was hanging in threads. He still shouldn't have anything finer than everyone else. Shh, listen. Oh, fine work, John. We're supposed to watch while Jesus prays. Get us arguing so that we're going to be... Don't argue about it now. Where did you get that sword? It fell on me like rain from heaven. Who's there? Who is that? My name is Noadia. What do you want here in the Garden of Gethsemane? Lazarus told me I might find Jesus here. Who is Lazarus? Don't you know me, Peter? Come closer. Oh, it's you, Noadia. Don't you know the Master's not to be interrupted in prayers? Lazarus knew that... It's important. I was sent by my master, Rabbi Nathan. Nathan? Oh, yes. The Pharisee who wants the Master to come to dine. The day has been set. Tomorrow evening at my master's house. For that you followed the master to the Mount of Olives? Of course not. Then why did you come? 
Put away that foolish sword, Peter. Do you think that you could withstand assassins if they really meant to harm the master? They'd think twice. Those who plan to kill him are not the kind who even think once. He's coming. No idea. Master? Does Rabbi Nathan wish to have me come to supper? Tomorrow. But do not come, Master. Why not? There's a plot among the Pharisees to kill you as you leave the feast, or perhaps before you arrive. I see. If you go to the feast, they'll surely kill you. Tell your master that I accept his invitation. Master! Don't you see, Peter? He'll promise to come and then leave the city while they wait for him to fall into their trap. No, James. I'll go to the supper at Nathan's house. Oh, master, you can't. My time has not come yet. They have no power over me. Then let us come with you. Some of you, if you want. No idea. Go home to your master and tell him I'll come to him. Yes, master. But I fear for you. Fear for yourself. The Romans, the Jews, all the same. Pilate's men killed some Galileans and mingled their own blood in their sacrifice. Yes. Won't the Lord be avenged on Rome? Go to your master. Vengeance belongs to God. Peace be unto you. And unto you. Now even my refuge on the Mount of Olives is interrupted. He came alone to warn you. Who can come secretly to me? The way they watch me now. Look there, in Kidron Valley. There they are waiting to see me. Yes, I see them. And Judas is among them. You can tell which one he is by his fine new cloak. It is a fine cloak, isn't it? And Judas is a handsome man. What is the most beautiful, the cloak or the man? The man, for the cloak was made by the hands of a weaver while God made the man. Perhaps, James. Yet the cloak is a cloak, a good one, no matter who wears it. While the man may be good or evil, depending upon what he makes of his own heart. What is the beauty of the man and the beauty of the cloak, then? The cloak is beautiful because it always does what it was made to do. But the man was made to be godly and isn't. Isn't? John, are you judging Judas? I, I think I am. I think you are, yes. Forgive me, Master. Until you see into a man's heart, John, beware of thinking you know what's in it. the way of it. That's the way of it? Is that all, Mother? My father is dead, and that's the way of it? If you must know, my dear nephew David, the fall of the tower at Siloam was an act of God. Yes, I know that. It was God's just punishment of the wicked. Wicked? Do you think God would let a righteous man suffer and die like that? Jesus of Nazareth is a blasphemer. All the rabbis say so. And those who died in the fall of the tower were all sinners who believed in him. God has his vengeance on the wicked. But, Uncle Hanan, my father was among those who... Your father, my brother, I grieve at his death, but you know he believed in Jesus. God has punished him. No, no, my father wasn't wicked. Hanan, in the name of mercy, my husband and his father hasn't been dead six hours. Then now is the time to face the truth of what he was. 
He offended God, and God has punished him for it. You're a liar. Don't call me a liar. If my father was killed for his sins, why are you still alive? Come back here, David. Come back here. Let him go. And you, I want you out of here, Hanan. What? Is a woman telling me when and where I should go? If my husband were here, he'd throw you out himself. You have all the kindness and understanding of a jackal, Hanan. You never did like me, did you? I'll go. But mark my words, your husband was corrupt. And he corrupted young David, too. You can be sure. Why, he's probably going to that blasphemer Jesus right now. Right now! I think he's afraid to come. Do you, Yeshua? Then who is that coming to the door of my garden? Yes. Yes, God is great and delivers his enemies into the hands of his servants. Remember, when I leave, keep him for half a candle and then send him away. No bloodshed here. I will not have it said that I betrayed a guest. Of course. Hey, master... The rabbi Jesus is here with some of his followers. Yes, yes, I see him coming. They say that he's so wise, yet he's fool enough to come here. Fool enough to trust that he won't be harmed. Yes, well, I do have a good reputation, Master. Rabbi Jesus of Nazareth, welcome, come in. My home is yours. Peace be unto you. And unto you, all the peace you ought to have. Rabbi Nathan... Perhaps the rabbi Jesus forgot, but he hasn't washed his hands. <laughs> that, that's fine. We'll remember that. <laughs> oh, and your followers. All welcome. Come in. The food is ready. We shall pray and eat, pray and eat. Uh, Yeshua, will you break the bread? Mm. O Lord, who made the earth and all things upon it, who made the corn of the field and the men who harvest it, blessed is your name, blessed is your law, and blessed shall be all who keep it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Rabbi Jesus, tell us, why do you not wash your hands as we are taught to do before eating? When a man is about to eat clean food, he washes his hand. But when a man is about to dig in the earth, he waits to wash his hand until after the filthy work is done. <laughs> Did you come to eat with us or dig a pit? <laughs> you Pharisees, look closely at your cups and platters to make sure that not a speck of dirt is on them. When will you examine your hearts to see that they are filthy with ravening and wickedness? What? You see, James, you see what he's doing? Rabbi Jesus, I'm surprised you're so unkind to this company. There's not a man here who doesn't daily give alms to the poor, who doesn't keep the law. How do you keep the law? You quarrel over the tithe to be paid on mint and rue, and you care nothing for good judgment and the love of God. I've seen you bickering over who should have the highest seat in the synagogue. I've seen how you love the way people greet you so respectfully in the market. You look like a garden, but secretly your hearts are a graveyard, and whoever touches you is polluted by you. How dare Patience, patience. Jesus has long been famous for saying startling things. 
Yes, I wonder how you can show such discourtesy in the house of your host. Don't you know the sacred duties of hosts and guests? I know them. Do you? Rabbi Jesus, I'm a lawyer. When you say that we neglect good judgment, you're condemning us lawyers, too. That's right. To you lawyers, all of mankind are donkeys and camels and oxen. You load other men with terrible burdens, but never reach a finger to lift the burden yourself. You're the heirs of those who killed the prophets. Your fathers killed the prophets while you build their sepulchers, claiming to serve the prophets, while in fact you're grateful that they are dead and can't speak, for you know that they'd condemn you. Jesus of Nazareth! Why did you accept my generous invitation to supper, if you only meant to insult me and my guests? Don't you know, Nathan? I didn't come here to eat with you. I came here to warn you. Warn me? The Lord has promised... He will send you prophets and apostles knowing that you mean to kill them. And when you shed the blood of one of them, you take upon yourselves the blood of all the prophets who have been murdered since the foundation of the world. From Abel to Zacharias, the father of John, who was killed between the altar and the temple. When you kill one prophet, you are guilty of the deaths of all prophets. The Romans killed Zacharias. And when you commit a murder, Nathan, how are you different from a Roman? When you consent to the death of one man, have you not consented to every murder in the world? He knows. I am not a Roman. Indeed not. For the Romans don't know Torah. When the Romans killed the Galileans at sacrifice, they had never heard the words of Moses when he said, Thou shalt not kill. But when you consent to a murder, Nathan, you do it knowing that Torah forbids it. Which of you will God hate the most? My hands are clean. I have never committed a murder in my life. I would never consent to murder. I would never. Tell me what you like. What you say to me is also heard by God. Peter, James, John, Andrew, come with me. We will eat no bread in this house. We will not take the food of the Pharisees. How dare you condemn us? We are the keepers of the law for Israel. The keepers of the law, yes. You keep the law in a prison. You hold the key of the door so that Torah cannot escape and the people cannot get in to learn from it themselves. And yet you never put the key in the lock and go in yourselves. You are as much strangers to Torah as the Romans are. Liar! If you're so wise, tell us what the law says about bills of divorcement. How can you condemn us when we've been educated in the law? We know you're a blasphemer in your heart. Come on, we're leaving. Be careful. They're lying in wait for you. Not now, not here. Come. Yeshua, go! Kill him! But it's hours early. My men aren't in their place. I'm still here. I'm not ready. I want him dead. He said my soul was a graveyard. He said that I... that I... Yes, I heard him. And I promise you that 
When he dies, I'll have my hands covered with his blood. I'll come to you before I wash them, so that you can have the pleasure of knowing that a keeper of the Torah had vengeance on him. <laughs> Here he comes! Sons and daughters of Israel! Sons and daughters of Israel! Master! Look how they want to see you. They're trampling each other just to get close. How can I teach them if they won't be quiet and listen? <coughs> come here. Come away. Let them follow. Let's find a more open place where they'll be quiet and hear me. What about the plot to kill you, Master? Aren't you afraid to leave this crowd? The plot to kill me? John, what are their secret plots? They have no secrets for me. Soon enough, all their sins will be made plain. Whatever they plot in darkness will be heard in the light. Whatever is whispered in small rooms will be shouted from the rooftops. Master, how do you know they aren't lying in wait for you around this corner? Don't be afraid of people whose only power is to kill your body. After you're dead, what can a murderer do to you? The danger from the Pharisees is that they are destroying the soul of Israel. They are murderers because they are leading the children of Israel to hell. And the man who can cast you into hell, that's the man you ought to fear. But if they kill us, how can we teach and baptize? I told you, God sees every sparrow, which sell for five for a minimum. God knows the number of hairs on your head. You won't be killed unless it is the Father's desire to bring you home to him. The only thing you need to fear is that when you stand before the judgment bar of God, the angels don't point to you and say, there is a man who denied the Son of Man. Oh, Master, we'll never deny you. Not I. It is possible for a man to see me and not know me. But when the Spirit of God has whispered in a man's heart and taught him who I really am, then that man has no excuse. Whoever ignorantly denies me will be forgiven. But if you have heard the witness of the Holy Spirit and then you deny it, you will never be forgiven. We will never deny the Holy Spirit. Never? They'll take you before judges to try you for your life. Won't you deny me then? No, never. But what should we say? Don't worry now about what you'll say then. The Spirit of God will fill your mouth with words when the need comes. Here. This is a good place. Sons, daughters of God, listen to me. Listen to me. Did you come to shout at me, or did you come to hear what I have to teach you? Teaching? Indeed it is, except that he's in that rabbi's house talking to the Pharisees. Will he come out? He'd better. I have a question for him, and my brother's bound to listen if Jesus says it. He keeps saying how Jesus is probably the Messiah. My father said so, too. Oh, really? Well, Jesus is a judge, they say, and a wise man, they say. It's all one to me. My brother's a swine and a thief, and I want to hear Jesus say so. 
Stick with me, boy. I mean to be right in front when Jesus starts to preach. Look at that. There he is. Not much of a dinner he had in there, was it? Come on, hold on to me. Look, he's trying to speak. Watch where you're stepping, you fool. You trod on my foot. Look, he, he's calling out. I can't see. What is he saying? I can't hear him. Sons and daughters of Israel, hear me. Did you come to listen or to hear your own shouting? Well, am I as good as my word? Here we are, right at his feet. Thank you, sir. We'll see what he has to say now, won't we? Yes, we will. What is it you want to hear? Why did you come to me today? Uh, tell us when Israel will be delivered. Delivered from what? There are many bonds that bind Israel. Israel will be redeemed once when the Son of Man is lifted up, and again when the Son of Man comes down again to earth. And, and when is that? It is not yet, but you won't have to wait long. The day! The day! If you're a prophet, you can tell us the day. And not the hour of the day? Why not the minute? If the master of the house knew the moment when the thief would come, he would have stayed awake and watched, and his house would have been safe. I tell you, the Lord comes suddenly like a thief in the night. If you don't tell us the day, how can we be ready? If you are always ready, you can't be surprised. Hear that? Hear that? He's a Solomon, a regular Solomon. What a judge. Think of yourselves as servants whose master has gone away to a wedding feast, and you don't know what hour he'll return. He may come home in the second watch, or the third watch, or the fourth watch, or long after dawn. But when he comes, he'll find you watching for him, with the house ready to receive him, the food ready for him to eat, and the water ready for him to bathe, and the bed ready for him to sleep. The Lord will come to you then and change his garments and invite you to sit down for the meal. And instead of you serving him then, he'll serve you and give you food and drink and bless you. Lord, are you speaking this parable to everyone or just to your disciples? I spoke to everyone. Do you want me to speak to you who will lead my little flock while I am gone? You are the steward whom the Lord has put in charge of his whole house and all his lands and all his loved ones. Everything that he has, he has put into your hands. And then he has taken his journey to a far country. Gershom, it's late and you're tired. Never mind, sorry I. The accounts have to be kept, or how will I tell our master how his lands have fared while he's gone? While he was gone. All these years he's been gone. And what have we heard from him? He's dead. He died years ago, and he's never coming back. I forbid that it should be so. Now, I forbid you to speak of such a thing. <laughs> You'll grind away forever. He put you in charge of his household, and you work as if you were everyone's servant. All the other servants are asleep except you. And you? But do you think the master will care whether you went to bed tonight or not? If he comes back at all, do you really think he'll know the difference? Perhaps not. Oh, there you see. Now let's go to bed, Gershom. No. You have the character of a camel. 
You always stop until the driver says stop and go until the driver says go. Oh, you don't understand. This household, these lands, they're like, uh, like a living thing. All these people, the master loves them as he might love himself. And I love them too. I want them to prosper. Well, not just for him, but because there's joy in such a job well done. You're a zealot. Look at you. You love the lands as if they were your own, yes? Well, what good do you have of them? Do you ever drink the wine? Well, it's not my wine, <laughs> except a cup at dinner. And what kind of respect do you get from the other servants? They do their work. But they complain. They hate taking orders from another servant. They all say, what right does he have to tell us what to do? They hate you, Gershom. Well, that's not a thing I can stop. Well, they'd respect you if you'd beat the worst of them. The master did not give me a whip. He gave me a book. I keep the count and say what should be done, but I'll not beat them if they disobey or despise me. What do I care whether they despise me or not? Children of the house have food and drink. The trees are thriving. The fields are ripe with wheat. The house is clean and well swept out. And tonight... I'll have the accounts ready before I go to bed, or I won't go to bed at all. Have it your way. You're a man who doesn't know how to profit from authority. You're a man with no sense of opportunity at all. Now tell me, when the Lord of the house comes home, will he be pleased with such a servant or not? When the master comes, he'll embrace that servant and he'll say... Well done, my good servant, my faithful friend. I'll make you ruler over all that I have forever. <laughs> There's not a servant in the world like that. There's a man who has a low opinion of servants. I've never known a servant who wouldn't steal if you gave him half a chance. What an unfortunate experience, friend. But this much is true. There are servants who can't be trusted. For what if that steward listened to temptation? What if he took advantage of his master's trust? Gershom, I heard today that some of the cattle are being stolen. Have you taken account? Cattle? Since when are cattle your concern? Well, they aren't, but, but I thought you'd want to I know... I know everything I need to know. Cattle are cattle, and I count them when I feel like it. Nothing is being stolen. I think you haven't counted them at all. And what is it to you if I haven't? The master will come home someday, that's all, and well, and wonder what you did with his property. The <laughs> master, he died. He found a wife in whatever country it is he found a wife in. He won't be back for years. He said he'd be back. And when he comes, I'll tell him that cattle are cattle. Stupid creatures. Some of, some of them fall into mud holes, some of them die, and some of them wander off. How can I help it if his herds haven't grown since he left? You. You're stealing cattle yourself. Do you think I'll stand for some common servant woman <gasps> accusing me of something oh. like that? Oh, Gershom, don't! Watch how you speak to me, woman. Oh, Gershom, please. Gershom. Master. Gershom. I'm home. Master, welcome. I I, I didn't expect you now. I, I, uh... It's time, I think, for an accounting. Th th that's fine. I'm afraid some of the figures aren't up to date. And we don't have a count on the, uh, the cattle. Well, you know how the cattle are. They're stupid creatures. And they... Some of them are always running off. Yes, yes I've yes. heard. Why are you beating sorry eye? Because she was, she was insolent. She was insulting. Uh... Master, I've been tired. M my temper has been too short. 
And when my patience is tried, I can't always keep it in rain, you understand. Whoever has received the trust of the Lord will be punished when he proves unworthy. But, Master, what if a person doesn't know what he should do? The servant who doesn't know what he ought to do will be punished only for the sins he knew he was committing. But the servant who knows Judas, for instance, you, Judas, if the servant who knows the will of his Lord is rebellious and defiant, then when his Lord comes, the servant will be cut off, will have nothing, will be destroyed. For where much is given, much is expected. And where I have put a great amount of trust, I will ask for a great amount of obedience. Master. Ah, the man who has no good servants. Master, everyone knows that you're wise and a righteous judge. Everyone? Especially my brother. Master, my brother was the eldest son, and my father was very rich, and for years my brother studied to be a lawyer while I stayed home and cared for my father while he was dying and watched over everything. But then, the day my father died, while his body wasn't even cold yet, my brother came home and claimed everything as the eldest. And because he's a lawyer, the judges declared the law was on his side. Well, here I am, cut off with almost nothing. Is that just? Is that right? A good man. Who set me over you to judge or arbitrate? Don't you care for justice? But it isn't justice that you want, my friend. It's money. Well, it's justice for me to have that money. If it hadn't been for me, it would have been lost while my father was dying and his servants were cheating him and he didn't know it and he, and he couldn't stop it. Did you do that for your father or for the money? Well, I must have done it for nothing because now I have neither my father nor the money. My brother says that you're a great teacher. Come with me and tell him to give me my fair share of the family property. A fair share of property? I tell all of you, a fair share of property is all that a naked man can carry in his clothes. A fair share of property is all that an armless man can carry in his hands. <laughs> I want what I deserve. And you'll have what you deserve. Let me tell you a story. Once there was a rich man, a very rich man, so rich that it took him all day, every day, just to count how much richer he had become that day. And he went to bed every night worrying about all of his riches. Ooh, 7,000 sheep scattered about somewhere or other. And a harvest of wheat that I can't possibly store anywhere. I can put half in the barn at No, that's full of... Uh, what have I there? Olives? What is it full of? I have to check that. I have to... But what about the rye? Where will I put the rye? Or have I already got that in the... Um, uh, yes, it's in the bonnet. Um, uh, 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 no, this is terrible. This is terrible. Where will I store everything so it won't spoil? Huh? Where will I put... Uh, I know. 
I'll build another storehouse right here. I'll pull down all of these skimpy, inadequate buildings, and I'll put up bigger storehouses and collect in them all my corn, all my rye, all my wool, all my olives. <laughs> and when it's all together in one place, I won't have to worry anymore. I'll be able to... Why, 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 the harvest this year is so big that I can just... <laughs> why, I can take life easy. I can eat and drink and enjoy myself every day and not worry about anything. Just as soon as I have my storehouses built. Just as soon as I have... <laughs> always, he meant just to take things easy. But there was always next year's harvest and the next, and every year he had so many things that he couldn't build barns fast enough to keep them. And it was a constant worry to him how he suffered. Oh, I could use some suffering like that. <laughs> and then one night, while he was worrying about how to protect all his belongings... God said to him, You fool. This very night you will lose your life. You have all this money, but who will get it now? <laughs> Justice is in the hands of God, my friend. I tell you this. If you spend all of your life worrying about how you've been treated unfairly, God will say to you, how have you spent your life, man? And you'll say to God, I spent my life wishing I were rich and had half my brother's money. And God will say, Your brother is going to suffer torment in hell for his sins. And I can assure you, at last you will receive exactly half of your brother's inheritance. <laughs> I didn't come to be laughed at. Uh, they're, they're not laughing at you. They're laughing at the sort of fool who would waste the days of his life wishing for what he can't have. You shouldn't envy him his good cloak unless you're willing to wear the rags that he wore for a year first. My brother never wore rags. No. No, I know that you aren't lying to me. Your brother knew that you deserved better, and he conspired with his friends to cheat you. But what will you do about it? I came to you for help. And here is the help I give you. Forgive your brother. Let him have the money. You have your father's love. And you have my love. And you have the honor of all good men. Nothing your brother can do will change him into an honest man. But if you spend all your time and strength coveting what your brother took from you, you'll end up as bad as he is. Wishing for wealth can hurt you as badly as having it. Hear me, friend. Go to your brother. Forgive him. And then come follow me. I can't forgive him. I hate him. Then he owns you, and you're his slave forever.
isn't anywhere. What? He disappeared? I don't know. We've checked everywhere that he usually stays when he's in Jerusalem. He must have escaped in the night. He made a fool of me. I want him dead. Made a fool of you? And what does that matter? Do you think I'd kill him because he insulted you? I'm not a murderer. I want him dead because he insulted Torah. But I'm a servant of Torah, and I can't help feeling insulted too. He didn't even plan to eat when he came here. I'm sure of it. I know. Someone told him. I hate to make the accusation, but did you say anything to anyone in your household? Uh, perhaps you were betrayed. My household? My household, of course. Servants hear everything. Uh, no idea. Master, is there something you wanted? I want you to go through my household and inquire secretly of every servant. It's possible that one of them is secretly a follower of Jesus and warned him. Do it quickly and report to me tomorrow. Yes, Master, but I think you'll find that all the servants here are loyal to you. You never know. Never. Go on. We'll soon know the truth. Unless... Unless what? Unless Noadiah himself is a follower of Jesus. Noadiah? Why, he's the most faithful servant in all Israel. He never has to be told what to do. He always sees to it everything is done smoothly. He can be trusted with anything. He... I think he loves me and my family. Yes, I know. But that's exactly the sort of person who's likely to follow Jesus. Uh, oh, 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 you... You don't know what you're saying, Yeshua. What nonsense! Why, if the faithful and good people of Israel are the very people who are likely to follow this Nazarene carpenter who pretends to be a rabbi, if the good people are likely to follow him, then why are we trying to kill him? Shh! Don't talk so loudly. If all the good people followed him, Yeshua, I'd be inclined to think it might be because he's good. Oh, I have it on the best authority that he dines with publicans and sinners and preaches to Gentiles and breaks the Sabbath and is followed by a whole pack of Sabbath breakers and Torah haters. If no idea followed Jesus, what? I'd be half inclined to follow him myself. Very well, then. But tomorrow we'll try again. It doesn't matter where he goes or what he does. We'll kill him. In broad day? If we can't reach him, we'll kill as many of his followers as we can. If a dozen people die because they happen to be standing near him when he spoke, I think you'll find that suddenly the crowds won't follow him anymore. Yes, sure. You're crazy, killing innocent people like that. Anyone who goes to listen to this Jesus is not innocent. Leave it to me. Blood will be shed tomorrow in order to keep Torah safe. The innocent will be killed to preserve Torah, which says thou shalt not kill. I think that Yeshua is as great a danger to Torah as this Jesus. Uh, no idea... I'm coming, yes, master. Forget what I told you. Whoever warned Jesus did me a favor. I think that much as I detest the man, I detest those who would murder him even more. Do you know? You wouldn't believe it. They're planning even to... Oh, oh I can't even say it. You wouldn't believe it. I don't believe it. Oh, no, dear. 
My dinner was an utter ruin tonight. The things that madman said, they, they gave me indigestion. I, I have a pain right here. Oh, here, let me help you to your bed. Oh, oh, oh. Look quick there. Get those platters clean now before the grease congeals. To your bed and sleep, and you'll feel better right away. see you, Camille. He told me if my brother comes... It doesn't I'll... matter. It doesn't? Not at all. I only came to tell him that I forgive him. But, Cadmiel, he stole it all from you after you saved the property? I saved the property because I loved my father. But that doesn't mean I can't live without it. Just tell my brother that I freely forgive him because Jesus of Nazareth taught me that until I no longer covet even what is mine by rights, I won't be fit for the kingdom of God. Are you a follower of Jesus? I went to him to get justice, but to my surprise, he gave me mercy. M Master, why are we staying out in the fields tonight, when there's a bed for you at Lazarus's house? Tonight the Pharisees are searching for me, John, to kill me. Well, I thought you didn't fear them. Tonight, they don't care whose blood they shed. The time will come soon enough when the wolves will tear all the flock. But first will be the sacrifice of the unspotted lamb, and his blood must be shed alone. I don't understand. I know, John. I hope you understand when the master told you about the cloak. Yes, what was all that about a cloak, James? Nothing, Judas. No, it, it wasn't nothing. Judas, I, I saw your cloak and I, I envied it. I thought that... Uh, I'm sorry, it, it doesn't matter what I thought. Just, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I know what you thought, John. Oh, do you? You thought Judas stole the money from the common purse, didn't you? Well, of, of course I... Well, yes, I did, but, but I was wrong. I'm sorry. Do you think I'd betray my trust <laughs> for the price of a cloak? Judas, what are you saying? Is there some higher price you would betray your trust for? What? Uh, no, of course not. No amount of money no, would be for, good Forgive me, Judas. Of course you're forgiven. Well, that was easy. Children, what does it matter what you wear? What does it matter how much money you have? Your life is more than food. Your body is more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They go back and forth as messengers without barns or storehouses, without ever planting or reaping, and God feeds them. You are my messengers to the world. Do you think God will take care of you any the less? Look at the lilies that grow wild here in the grass. Do you think Solomon had scarlets more scarlet or purples more purple? If God clothes the grass so beautifully... Grass that is in the field today and tomorrow is burned for fuel by the poor. How much more do you think he'll clothe you? You have too little faith. Even the Pharisees worry about clothing. Even the lawyers worry about food. Your business is looking for the good of the kingdom of God. Master, I'm, I'm afraid. Of what? What you said about our someday being on trial for our lives. 
Do you think that... Will any of us die? Die? What does that matter, John? Well, it matters to me, James. There are things more important than life. I've thought about it often. I dreamed a few months ago a terrible dream that I was shut up in prison, just like John the Baptist. And they cut off my head and, and put it on the wall. And I dreamed that I was still alive, looking down over Israel from the walls of the fortress. And all I could think about was, Israel, Israel, my people, how you've sinned. And now I won't be able to teach you anymore. It was so odd. It was so frightening. It, well, it seemed so real. But I knew then that there were things more important than just staying alive. For when I die, I know that I won't mind the death itself. It's the end of doing the Master's work that will break my heart. One by one, the Spirit of God awakens you. What do you mean? I mean, don't be afraid, my little flock. Your father looks in your hearts with delight because of what he finds there. For you've given all you have for the sake of the kingdom. You're not like that poor fellow always searching for some inheritance of money. And because of that, your treasure is hidden where it will never rust. It will never fail. No thief will find it. No moth will corrupt it. Treasure? Where is that? In heaven, Judas, in the kingdom of the Father. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Come in here. I didn't mean any harm. Let me go. I won't tell anyone. Let me, let me go. I... Come along, you little rascal. You sneaking around like a thief around our camp. Do you think we don't know a thief or a spy when we see one? Who sent you here to find us? Nobody. I came here on my own. I just want Peace. To... Let the boy go. Yes, yes, my lord. Peter, you're too good a guard sometimes. I sometimes think if an angel tried to walk into camp, you'd force him to wrestle the way Jacob did. <laughs> yes, but Peter would win. <laughs> well, laugh all you like. But this is no angel. He bites like a cat, one thing, and barks like a dog. But he has the heart of an orphan. Your father is dead, isn't he? He... yes. He died yesterday. My child, don't you know that the father loves your father for my sake? Do you... do you know my father? No more or less than any other man. But he knew me. That makes all the difference. How did he die? We were at the pool of Siloam, and the tower fell, and he was... he... he was crushed under the... under... My child, my son, here, here, let me hold you, there. Is it too much to bear? Is it too heavy for you? Tell me, let me carry it for you. My uncle says that the men who died at Siloam were sinners, even my father, because he went there to show me where you healed the blind man. My uncle says that they'll be able They'll, they'll be all punished in hell. He says my father was, uh, was a wicked man. So you came here. My father believed in you. Yes, as your mother believes in you. My mother? Don't you think she's worried about you? It's late at night. Don't you think she's afraid that some terrible thing has happened to you? Her husband died yesterday and now her son is gone? I, I didn't think. I. Let me tell you something, David. 
You heard of the Galileans who were killed by Pilate's men and their blood was spilled with the blood of their sacrifice. Do you think those men were killed because they were wicked? No. Everyone says they're martyrs and God loves them above all other men. But I tell you, anyone who doesn't repent of his sins will be more dead than they. And those who died, those 18 who died in the fall of the Tower of Siloam, do you think that it just happened that the 18 wickedest men in Jerusalem happened to be there at the right time the tower happened to fall? No, Master. But I can promise you, if you don't repent of your sins, you'll be twice as dead as any of those men. Twice as dead? How can a man be more dead than... dead? Child, the Master means that the Galileans' bodies are dead. Your father's body is dead, but his spirit still lives, and the Lord loves him and he'll live forever with God. While there are sinners in this place who will be cut off from God forever, even after they die, so that the first death they suffered will seem like nothing compared to their second death. David, look at me. Your father is alive. I saw him dead. And I tell you that he is alive this moment, ministered to by angels and beloved of the Lord. He was cut out of this world before he had a chance to help in our work of building the kingdom. Will you take his place? I can't. I'm too small. Look at these men. Twelve of them. And seventy others out preaching to the people right now. And how many people are there in the world? All men are small. Do you really want me to help? Think of yourself as an ox hitched to a plow. The ox keeps his head low, and from where he stands, the field is as big as the world. He knows he can never do it all, but he plows this row and then returns and plows another row and then another. Eventually, the work is done. The field is plowed. Can I pull a plow for you? Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, David, for I am gentle, and my heart is broken for you. With me, you'll find rest for your soul. Yes. Yes, I will. Go home to your mother. She needs you now. And when you come of age to do a man's full work, then come to me again and do for me what your father would have done. I will, Master. I'll go. God be with you. And with you. Well, <laughs> look at him run, as if he had wings. You really did. You really took a burden from him as surely as if he had carried stones on his back. Let everyone whose work is hard, everyone whose work is heavy, let all come to me, and I will give you relief. But how could you give him relief when you asked him to bend his neck to your yoke as if he were an ox? But John, don't you understand? My yoke is good to bear, and the load I put on you is light. Light.